You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. 7473733 We now return to Tampa Bay's number one morning show, The Mike Calter Show. It's a Mike Calta show. It's 1025 The Bone, 831. This weekend, you got, a, you got a treat. A very funny comedian, good guy. Chris Stefano is coming to Tampa. He's going to be at the Tampa Theater on Saturday. You can get tickets at the Tampa Theater or Ticketmaster. And he woke up early to join us on the show today. Let's welcome back to the show Chris Stefano. Christy, how are you, buddy? What's up, baby? Yes, sir. Uh, well, you know what? I've been awake. I've been awake since about 5 a.m. Why? I have, uh, I have two kids. And, uh, I also had, uh, I had a martini yesterday afternoon. So I, I have a headache um, <laughs> with my kids right now. But you're making me, dude, your voice, Mr. Calta, yeah. it's like Advil. It's like other things, too, that I can't say on the radio. But today, it's like Advil for me. Well, good. I'm, I'm here to help you. Um, you have two kids now? You, you have, what, a Puerto Rican wife? Puerto Rican wife, two Puerto Rican children, and a, and a Puerto Rican stepson. Um, I'm called El Blanquito in the family. <laughs> uh, now, listen, uh, we have to start from the very beginning. Uh, Chris Stefano and Kanye West have something in common. Does anybody on the show know what that is? They both hate Pete Davidson. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, right? Well, I don't know if you hate Pete Davidson, but Pete Davidson did steal your girlfriend, didn't he? No, well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't that. But to be honest, no, that <laughs> actually, Keen and I, Pete and I are very cool. Actually, now you know that that's the good thing about about having kids and all that stuff is like now I look back at stuff and I'm like, ugh, why did I even care? I actually saw Pete. I actually saw. How about this? I saw Pete the other day. Pete, uh, I was looking, you know, maybe to like um, get an apartment, you know, for yeah. like a, a podcast studio. And Pete goes, um. Pete goes, hey, do you want to do you want to rent out my apartment? I was like, how funny would this be if it comes full circle and you're <laughs> circle and you're my landlord? Like, amazing, but is no, that, dude, me, me, yeah. Is that what people are doing now for podcast studios? Is renting out apartments? You, you know what it is because I've been doing my podcast, the Chrissy Chaos Podcast, and Hey Babe that I do with Soundbox now. I've been doing that. I've been doing that. Um, from my from my apartment and from uh, from my house and from Sal's house to you know, but I'm thinking like I want a, a, an actual studio because the thing is like with my podcast, especially when I'm home with my family, some of the things I say, I mean, my wife is screaming at me yeah. in the middle of the podcast. She's like, "You can't divulge that info." I'm yeah. like, "I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry." So I need a studio space so at least I can just don't have to edit that part out. I can at least let it come out <laughs> and then let her. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I totally, I totally get it. Trust me, I'm, I, I, uh, right before the pandemic hit, I built a studio in my home, which is where we do the show from now. And, but I'm far enough away from my house that my wife never even, I don't even know if she knows this room exists, so it works out perfectly. Um, You're telling me if I were to come to Tampa a day early, I would have, like, legitimately slept over your house? I mean, listen, we have a comic wing in this house. Bobby Kelly practically lives here when he comes to town. Yeah, I mean, you absolutely could have, that, let me tell you, that was one of the things. So, 
when we have a guest on the phone, this connection is fantastic and you sound great, but a lot of times it sucks and there's a delay and it's a ratings killer. So initially I was like, man, can't Chris come in? But what is, don't you have Orlando or something tomorrow? No, Orla- I had Orlando. I had Orlando tomorrow co-headlining with Andrew Dice Clay, and then he canceled He canceled the show last week and then rebooked himself in March. Oh, what a dick. <laughs> the dice. I got dice. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hey, do you look at that? I mean, uh, that we're both New York guys. When Dice was Dice, when he was on top of the world, he was the greatest ever, and now you're co-headlining with him. That's got to feel great. No, it would do that. It seriously was it was amazing. Like, and he reached out to me. He reached out to us and was like, "Hey, you know, said complimentary things to me, and you know, got in touch with agent and was like, I want to do a co-headlining show with you.' So we landed on, you know, Friday we were going to go uh, to Orlando, and then Saturday just me, you know, in, in Tampa, and I'm still coming to Tampa at the Tampa Theater this Saturday. But he then last week he goes. He was like, yeah, I got to cancel. And I was like, oh, boy. And then I was like, he was like, yeah, I just don't feel right. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, whatever it is, man. I said, you know, we'll do it again or whatever. He goes, yeah, yeah, I'll be in touch. And then, and then, and then, and then you know, I wake up the other day and my boys on the group chat are like, Dice rebooked himself for March. I just got an email from him in March. I was like, yeah. I was like, well, there you go. So, I mean, wow. listen. I'm not even mad about it. I kind of it's like a badge of honor because he called me, you know, and he was like, "I'm sorry, baby, I'm sorry." <laughs> and I was like, "This is this is actually pretty cool." Yeah, I mean, come on, Dice was, uh, you know, when we were kids. Dice was the biggest thing ever, and now to be doing what you're doing. And let's be honest, Dice called you because he was like, "I need somebody younger that brings a younger crowd to my show." So you knew what he was doing. Yeah, it was funny because he was like, "The new, do the old." He's like, "That's what we're gonna do." In in with the new. You know, out the old. And then I was like, this is going to be great. And then he called me. He's like, I got a cancel. I got Bell's palsy. <laughs> I was like, it's such an old guy thing to happen. <laughs> way, to, way to go out with the old on that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, this, <laughs> this is Chris Stefano. He will be in town on Saturday at the Tampa Theater. I promise you, one of the funniest comedians. Uh, I remember finding you for the first time. By accident, I discovered you. I was reading an article about Pete Davidson getting on Saturday Night Live and him being so young and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I'm, I'm from Staten Island, so I was like, good to see a Staten Island guy, you know? And then I turn on the TV. I was in a hotel room, and the only thing on the TV is guy code. And I'd never seen it before. I was too old to watch it in the first place. And then you guys are on, and both of you guys made me laugh. I was like, who are they? How do I not know these? I mean, this is years and years ago. And then uh, you and the, I can't remember the dude's name, the black dude that you came to town with uh, at that point in the show. Damien Lemon. What is it? His name was Damien Lemon. Yeah, 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 Damien. He was funny, too. And you guys, I mean, at that point in your career, you were touring with him doing like a guy court tour. That's where you were. And then we had you guys in the studio, and you were great. Now, I don't know if you remember, I remember the very first time I met you, will be one of the most memorable uh, times I was ever introduced to anybody. I was standing with Bobby outside of the Comedy Cellar, and you had just you had just come back from the MTV Upfronts, and you were on a scale of one to drunk, thirteen. You were you were you know you were just funny and talking a mile a minute, and you were like, "I saved Selena Gomez's life tonight. I saved Selena Gomez's life." Do you remember this at all? You, well, wait, well, did I? No. Okay. Did I save Selena Gomez's life? You were like, I saved Selena Gomez's life tonight. And and I'm, and Bobby's like, how did you save Selena Gomez? And Hell. you go, and you go, I was at the upfronts, and some guy 
Selena Gomez went up there to get a drink, and I thought some guy put something in it. So instead of giving it to her, I just slammed it really quick. And I think there was something in it because now I'm totally <laughs> hammered. <laughs> Could have just poured it out. Yeah, you just drank oh, it. And you were I like. I myself. Yeah. <laughs> yourself. And you were like, so I, I definitely saved Selena Gomez's life. And I was dying. You were making me laugh so hard. It was great. And of course, Bobby's like, I can't save anybody's life. It was It was great. It was great. It was great. Well, well, you know, the thing is with Selena Gomez, that I, I genuinely, Mike, I don't remember that at all, which is why like, I absolutely have a drinking issue. I mean, because it's like, I can't believe I, I don't, I don't remember that. What I do remember though, is that was the, that was the, the show when Lady Gaga got on stage and per, was performing in a song oh. and she was like dancing around a song. And then where we were sitting, cause we were on the, the guy code girl code shows, we were sitting like with the actual real like musicians that were going on stage. So Lady Gaga um, comes off stage after this, you know, performance uh, of her in the song and is walking I was walking down to use the bathroom because I probably had to throw up because I just, you know, rooted myself. <laughs> so I was walking down the stairs to, to throw up and use the bathroom, and Lady Gaga was walking back to her seat, and there was, like, this crowd that came in that just it blocked her and her security guard for, like, a brief moment, and I was right there, and I had my phone in my hand, and I said, do you mind if I get a picture with you? And she said, make it quick. And I went and took a selfie with her that I posted on my Instagram. I'm, like, the only person to get this picture with her. We took the picture, and then as I was putting my arm down and she was walking, it was just the way it worked out, my hand accidentally touched her bare butt. Like, I touched her bare butt, and it, like, jiggled. Like, I was like, oh, my God. And her security guard, her security guard saw what happened, and I made a beeline towards me. Like, I genuinely, I swear, I felt like I was going to be punched in the face or have my neck broken by this security guard. And then Lady Gaga stopped him. I forgot what his name was, but she said, whatever. You know, Tom, she goes, it was an accident. And then she goes to me, she goes, don't wash that hand, baby, and walked away. <laughs> oh. Like, oh, my God. Uh, then, yeah, I, I haven't washed my hand since. That's <laughs> hilarious. You, you, I got to tell you, you, you could, like, I don't know why you would, I mean, I'm not ta I'm not saying anything bad about your wife. I don't, I don't even know who she is, but uh, you are one of those guys. I don't that even if, know who she is sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, you should have better friends. They should have told you not to get married so young. You're a good-looking guy, and you're, like, you're rising really fast right now you you probably could get like a lady gaga or something well mike the good news is it'll probably spiral out of control any minute and then i'm just gonna buy a house in tampa so, uh, uh, yeah the, the home of divorce dads i'm coming yeah i had a talk to my wife about that yesterday she goes do you want to get divorced and i go no why and she goes because i started you talk about it at least once a week on the show mm -hmm. and i go oh, that's just i'm just fantasizing and she goes you fantasize about divorce i go yeah most married guys do and I, and I don't know about you but i said to my wife i go look you want to know the truth i love you and i love being married to you i at this age i'm 50 years old now i'm not even like trying to get divorced because i want to bang other chicks i just want a clubhouse i just want an apartment yeah. that i can go to where nobody bothers me like your yeah. podcast yeah. studio Yes, that's that that yeah, that's the name from Brothel, my podcast studio. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I want. I, I agree. I agree with that a hundred percent. And dude, only fifty? I thought you, I genuinely I thought wait, so who's older? You or Bobby? Um, Bobby is a little bit like a year older than me. Oh, that pisses him off so yep. much. Oh yeah. It yeah. just makes him so angry that you're he's just a little older than you. Uh -huh. He um, used to come yeah. in the studio and look look first. Like he'd peek in and I go, What are you doing? He goes, I just want to see if you're fatter than me or not. Like he'd do a fat check before he came in. <laughs> <laughs> I and you know what? I think the last time I came into the studio, if I remember correctly, Ralph May was the guest, right? 
Yes. Probably. He's been on the show a lot of times. I don't even remember. I remember yes. it was probably, yeah. Because I remember seeing him go rest in, you know, I love big Ralphie Mayfield, but I remember seeing him being in his presence and being like, wow, he's, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a big guy. And I was like, you know, with comedy, thinking about like, you know, you don't want to go that route. We travel so much. I don't want to die early. And I just remember like thinking all those thoughts and then leaving your studio and immediately going to Wendy's. Like immediately, <laughs> immediately, and just you know, really destroyed myself even more. You know what the worst is? If, is if I go to the doctor, I get anxiety about going. Like my blood pressure is going to be high, or some of my blood work is going to be bad. And if I go there and they're like, "Yo, oh, your blood pressure is actually pretty good. Your cholesterol is a little bit high, but not bad," then I feel like I should go to McDonald's. Oh yeah, right I'm like, yeah, I got, I'm clear now. I can have at least one more Big Mac before I go. Well, you know, the thing is, like, it's all genetics. Like, you know, I ha still haven't gotten COVID once yet. And my father, so my father's like like a bug chaser. Like, you know, like in the, in the gay community, I just had bug chasers. That's what my dad was for COVID. <laughs> he, we were living, you know, when, when it all first started, New York. New York was the epicenter. My dad, who's 75 years old, overweight, diabetic, like everything COVID wanted to eat. It's like a buffet for COVID. Right. That was my dad. He, he, he was taking the bus. Okay, public transportation, no mask. He was wearing them. He showed up to my house once. He was wearing a mask on his ear. Like he was just having to hang off his ear. I was like, Dad, I was like, you have to put your mask on. He goes, it's on my person. I was like, I was like, you have it hanging off your ear. He was like, it's not the gay ear. I was like, you have to put your mask on. And he goes, no. Then the epicenter leaves from New York. Where's the next epicenter? Florida. My dad moves to Tampa. Okay? I'll never forget. It was July 6th. 2020, my dad goes, I, I call my dad. I'm like, hey, do you want to come over? I mean, maybe we'll take the kids to the park in the spring because it's a hot day. He goes, yeah, I'm in Tampa. I was like, okay, like, when are you going to come back? He was like, never. I was like, <laughs> no, seriously, me and your stepmother bought a house down here. I was like, what? I'm your only child. Why didn't you tell me you were moving to Tampa? He was like, I don't want to bother you. And I was like, oh. And now he currently lives in Tampa. And now we call him Tampa Tony. He's coming. He's going to be at the show. On Saturday, he made up shirts that say Tampa Tony that he's going to be illegally, folks, illegally selling outside the venue. <laughs> <laughs> we should have had him in the studio while you were on the phone. Oh my God, that would have been, he would have done it, but I think he's got dialysis right now, uh, or else he would have been there. Listen, yeah. it, uh, some of the best stories that Chris will ever tell you will be about when he was young, <laughs> and uh, and his father, his father threatening his teachers or his principal. I mean, you have a legit, you have a, like like. People always ask, my dad looks like Big Pussy from The Sopranos. He looks a lot like him. Right. And people, even right. my, I, and I have a stepsister who's uh, 22 years old, and she's always like, was dad in the mafia? No. Anybody that lived in New York during the 70s, ha any Italian guy had some sort of, they either had a, an illegal racket going on or some sort of gambling. That's, that's the mafia to them. You know what I'm saying? Like there was definitely a legal activity going on, but not the, not like you see in the movies. And your dad yeah. was definitely in the same situation. Yeah. My dad, he just, I think he was peripherally around it all the time. Um, you know, the thing is where the, the, the parts would come out with my dad. See, the thing is, I always say about my dad, he, you know, he always had the right intention, but the wrong move. Right. Like if you Google Chris Stefano 9-11 story, you, you, you know, you, you guys can see it. It's like a, a whole story I told about what happened on 9-11. It's, it's wild. Maybe I'll tell it on stage in Tampa, but it was nuts. But another story is, you know, I remember one time my parents were divorced, right? And my mom started dating this guy, right, who she really liked. And then he, this guy broke up with my mom and started dating a woman who lived directly across the street from us, like directly. <laughs> and my dad, yeah, it was crazy. And my dad used to come and pick me up 
you know, every Saturday we, you know, play baseball, play basketball practice, whatever it was. And my mother, you know, he, he let himself in the house, which he shouldn't have been doing. My dad had like keys to my house my whole life. My mother's like, you can't do it. Like we're divorced. He was like, I need keys. I need access to my son. And he was like, okay. So he would just come and open the door and what we're going to do, you know, you can't stop this guy. He's a maniac. So he saw my mother like looking out the window, facing the, the, the neighbor's house. And she was like crying because she's like just got dumped. This guy's date. I mean, what an idiot. He's dating the woman who lives across the street. And my mom, my dad sees my mom crying and I'm in my room playing video games. And my dad goes, what's going on with your mother? I was like, oh, that, that guy, you know, that guy, Jake, uh, he dumped her and he's dating a woman across the street. He goes, you going to do something about that? I was like, I'm 15 years old. I have psoriasis. Have an asthma attack on him. Like I can't do anything. So my dad goes, hold on, I'll be right back. Don't come outside. And I was like, okay. So five minutes go by. All of a sudden, I hear my mother screaming out the window, Tony, Tony, please stop. You're going to kill him. <laughs> my dad went across the street. It was like, it was crazy. He went across the street, rang this guy's bell, and started beating the crap out of this guy. <laughs> and then I run downstairs, and he's walking across the street. Like, I felt like Karen in Goodfellas. He's like, really <laughs> He was like, hide your gun, Karen. And I was like, oh, my God. And then he runs up to me and goes, that was your job. Like, what? What are you talking about? And then he he was like, I was like, again, I'm 15 years old, like terrifying. And then we're, we're going uh, from New York to Staten Island where he lived. We're crossing the Barzano Bridge. We're in traffic. This is two hours later. And out of nowhere, he goes, you know, I shouldn't have done that, right? And I was like, yeah, I know, Mom, sleep now. No. He goes, yeah, well, I'm just saying. He's like, you know, instead of playing video games like idiot, go comfort your mother if she's getting dumped. And then I won't. He's like, you make me do things like this to show you how to be a man. And I was like, wow. You know, so that's how he is. You know, it's so funny because my parents were divorced since I was five years old. And my mother hated my father. And my father hated my mother. And my mother was like, hey, you father this, you father that. But the minute there was trouble, Tom, I need you to come over here. There's a bully in the neighborhood. That's so funny that they know yeah. they'll hate him forever until they need him to beat somebody up. I know. When I did my, and it's the same with my parents. They, they, they you know, didn't like, now they do. Because, you know, children bring brings the family together. That's a beautiful thing about, about having kids. Now my mom and dad, you know, are forced to get along and they've been doing a great job. But yeah. when I, you know, started doing comedy and getting into it, you know, my father was always very much like, go follow your dreams, you know, all that stuff. You can live in my basement. And my mother was always very nervous because, you know, I, I was a physical therapist. I had a doctorate degree. I had a good job with health benefits. And I'm like, I'm going to leave all, I'm going to leave this all behind to go do shows at the Maui Taco. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> yeah. and open mics like an idiot. And, but my father was like, follow your dreams. So, you know, keep going, keep going. And then once, you know, I wind up on the David Lippman show doing stand up. And, you know, you have to be like, there's, if you want there, my set, at the, you know, if you just Google Chris Stefano, David Letterman show, there's a moment in my set where I look up into the middle of the crowd because there was a commotion. And I was like, you know, didn't think anything of it. One of my friends was one of my guests at the show. He goes, he goes, did you, did you see that what happened in the crowd? And I was like, no, what happened? He goes, your dad was mad that your mom was sitting right in the middle and she had a more direct eye line than him. So he whispered, he goes, hey, Lynn. Let me sit in the middle. You, you weren't at any of his shows. Let me sit in the middle. And she was like, shut up. He's on stage already. Tony, shut up. And he was like, Lynn, seriously, let me sit in the middle. And then he went to, like, go pull her out of the seat. And my stepmother, who was sitting in between them, was like, you two need to stop. This is your son. Stop it. And the, the ushers had to come over and be like, we will throw you out. And then my dad, my friend said, my dad turned and goes, that's my son. So you can back off. And I was like, wow. And I saw this commotion. And. It was like distracting. I was like, what are you guys doing? And my dad's like, you know, 
he was like, look, you know, I just want to sit in the middle. I was always there for you. She wasn't. I was like, you guys are ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I got to tell you, uh, your dad, me, and Donnie, I don't know how we haven't hooked up with him yet. We could be running some rackets down here. Dude, my dad would love to get into any little activity you have. He'd love to start up the engines again. I yeah. mean, you know, my dad was selling fake vaccine cards before the pandemic even began. <laughs> <laughs> one time one time we were doing the Calton Kelly podcast, and we were trying to think of some racket to come up with because comics were all worried because they weren't going to be able to go out and work for the next year. They were like, I don't know where the income's coming from. So uh, Paul Verzi said, what if we find a way to steal boats like if people park their boats in the north like in the winter they just park them what if we find boats and i go oh, i got a guy who can move boats and he goes no you yeah. don't i go why why that? and i just picked up the phone and dialed my buddy jimmy i go jimmy he goes yeah i go i got a guy from new york if we can get some boats on here can you move them he goes oh yeah we can move them. <laughs> <laughs> he almost fell out of his chair i go there's something for everybody i got something at all times well that's why like honestly man you know i'm saying like the thing is, like, look, dude, you know, whatever. I believe you know, science, whatever. Like, I just, want, I just want this thing to be over with. Whatever that takes, I'm just like, let's just go back to the way it was, you know, when we can go back to raw-dogging life like we were in 2019. <laughs> I don't want to live like this anymore. But yep. the thing is, is Dr. Fauci is an Italian guy from Brooklyn, so there has to be some criminality in there. You can't trust his <laughs> advice 100% because there is some cash to be made, and sure. Fauci's making it. Sure. You know what you I mean? Know, that's, just yeah. what, that's just the truth. If there's an angle, there's a there's a guy, Italian guy from New York who's going to get that money out of it somehow. Follow the money. Yeah, uh, yeah. Follow the money, Carmen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're yeah. talking to Chris Stefano. Chris will be here on Saturday at the Tampa Theater. I promise you, one of the funniest comedians you'll see. Uh, Chris, I also want to apologize. You had sent me a, a message offering tickets that I did not see until we started our second conversation. That was very nice of you. Uh, I would love to go. It is my daughter's birthday, and that's the only reason why I can't go. But I recommend that anybody that wants to have a great night out and see some really funny comedy, especially, let me tell you this, and this is no reflection on Chris, okay? Sebastian Maniscalco is a good guy, and he's a funny comedian. But he does a lot of, hey, ma, the doorbell and all this stuff. That's too much for me. That's an old lady comedy. You want to see a real uh, funny, legit Italian guy from New York talk about his family. I mean, you hear him today. This is the guy you want to see. Uh, and, I, and I would get your tickets now because things are going to blow up now with this interview. And get them. And, uh, Chris, let me tell you, I tell every comedian that is looking to shoot a special, one of the most beautiful theaters you'll ever be in is this Tampa Theater. And, and when you see it on Saturday, you're going to be blown away. No, I, I appreciate the words, man. Thank you again. You know what's funny is is that's the deal we can work out. I've been looking to shoot a special. Cut me in somehow in the Tampa Theater. Get me a good deal. I'll give you kickbacks. It'll be a whole racket that you, me, and Tampa Tony can get in, this, we can get in bed right now. That's what do you think about doing your special on a boat, Chris? <laughs> take care of that for you. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love it. That would be amazing. Now you got the, you got uh, two podcasts. You do the one with Sal, and then you do the one on your own? Yes, I do. Uh, hey, babe, uh, comes out. It actually comes out today, uh, Thursdays, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Hey, babe, with me and Sal Volcano from the Practical Jokers, we have a great time. And then Chrissy Chaos comes out every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern time, and that's just me and my cast of characters that come on the show. We got uh, the homeless pimp, who's the producer, who who's on camera, who's a wild guy. Um, we have T.T. Jerry who is uh, my wife's um, uh, godfather, who is a transgender man. He was in prison for 20 years and has now become a, a woman. And he's got wild stories about dating the son of Sam and, you know, cutting guys off with a tuna fish can. And it's, and it's, he comes in and makes things out of control. I had John A. Light on, who was one oh. of John Gotti's henchmen. Oh, we've had, we've had a long history with John. 
Oh, and John, first of all, John, a great guy. You know, he's, you know, my, and I, I was doing the podcast from my house, and, and my girl's like, why are you inviting convicted murderers to <laughs> home with our children? I was like, the podcast, baby, the Patreon. <laughs> is it hard? To, is it, when you look at John, is it hard to believe he's such a good-looking guy? You're like, how is this guy a brutal murderer? I know, seriously, like yeah. literally throughout the podcast, you watch it, I was getting closer and closer and closer, and I wind up in his lap. I'm like, he's so handsome, it's hard for me to take. But it was funny because in one of those episodes with T.T. Jerry and John, the, the episode with T.T. Jerry and, and John Ali on like Chrissy Chaos podcast, they were trading prison stories. It was a fascinating episode. Like it, it had its huge laugh out loud moments, but then some real stuff. And then it's the only time, because Chrissy Chaos, we say to the fans, we won't, we won't edit stuff out like that. We want right. to just swing from the hip and give you an opportunity to just like, you know, all, you know, no holds bar. But that one, we had to edit something because after the podcast, T.T. Jerry was basically saying and naming names and dis- or describing, you know, Italian mafia guys that were in the can with her that he, you know, did sexual oh. favors. For. Oh, man. Was like, You're going to get killed if you put that out. Okay. <laughs> he was like, so that he was like, look, man, I, I ain't about censorship. He's like, but I, you know. He's like, I won't always be here to protect you, my friend. He's like, yeah. that will get somebody killed. And I was like, wow. I mean, t- I mean, it, it's insane. The stories TT says. She was like, oh yeah. She was like, she was like, everybody comes in here and they think they ain't gay, and they just give me two weeks, baby, and they gay. Oh, actually, I always ask people <laughs> in the whenever I talk to somebody like yeah, even even a lot of when they're in, they were like, I was in prison for however many. I go, how many? How long do you do gay stuff? Like, I always want to know what the breaking point is. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, John doesn't seem like a guy who's ever going to break. No, John. Well, no, because John was probably looking up with the female security guards. And yeah, yeah. So handsome. Did you get you any know? blowback from the from the Gotties after having him on? Because I had John on a couple of times, and all the Gotties got mad at me. The, the the sister Gotti, the brother Gotti, they all started DMing me, and this guy's a lie. So I invited him. I go, you don't like him? You think he's lying? Come on the show, and and you know, go up, and they wouldn't do it. So, but I, I mean, I never in my life thought I'd be on the radar of the Gotties. No, see, what happened to me was they never reached out to me. You know who did reach out to me is Sammy the Bull. I'm like, oh. am, I just doing the, am I just doing the rat podcast? I mean, what is this? You know, <laughs> Sammy the Bull people reached out to me. But, I, you know, Chaz Palminteri is an extremely close friend of mine. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, we, we did have CBS pilot together where he played my dad. And, you know, it never made the air, but it was great to meet him. And Chaz was like, listen, a little piece of advice here, buddy. Don't you don't want to go down this route. He goes, no. you're, you're funny enough without the stuff. He's like, Johnny Light episode was great. Don't be that guy. Because he said, then next thing you know, you know, you're doing comedy for them in, you know, whatever social nightclub. And if you don't make them laugh, they're going to break your feet and yeah. laugh. You know, like, oh, oh. stay away. He was like, you already got a Puerto Rican wife. You don't need any more problems. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love Chaz Palminteri. We've had him on the show, too. What a, what a good, what a good, genuine dude he is. Dude, one of the funniest things I ever saw, and this is like, this is not, you know, secondhand. Like, I was physically witnessed this. He's got a restaurant in New York City. Called Chaz Palminteri. Not Chaz Palminteri's, Chaz Palminteri. No right. plural. That's just what it is. Chaz Palminteri, which I'm like, this is hilarious. And, you know, we go and eat at his restaurant. And, you know, I mean, people, I mean, it was so, I mean, they were nervous around him. The wait staff, you know, because it's like the boss is here, right? So we're eating Chaz. You don't order anything. Well, like, you don't order anything off the menu with right. Chaz. Chaz says, here's what we're going to do. He tells the chef, we're going to do this, 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 and this. And Chaz is wearing, you know, he's always wearing. The same outfit. He's always got, you know, black turtleneck, black suit jacket, black slacks, black shoes, sunglasses on inside. Just how he rolls. He's, you know, he's chat. Right. So he go. So we're eating. We're eating like a, you know, chicken parm dish, and he gets sauce, a glob of sauce, right on his turtleneck. He goes, "What?" The? He goes, "Oh my god!" He starts snapping his finger. He goes, "Mario, get over here!" And then Mario, uh, you know, is one of the waiters. 
He goes, bring me out another one. I swear to God, two minutes later, Mario and a team of his people come out with a makeshift like dressing room with the curtain and another exact identical turtleneck in the middle of the restaurant. He puts on the new turtleneck, sits down like it never happened, and just continues on with the conversation. And I was like, this is insane. And doesn't mention anything. I don't, you know, you don't laugh at it. I was like, this guy's just got five turtlenecks in his restaurant. <laughs> all he, he saw some water. It was the most baller thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, yeah. uh, now, what happens with Impractical Jokers? They replace Joe or no? You gonna? I, we started thinking how many guys would be good. You'd be great to be on that show. Listen, I mean, it'd be an opportunity. I'd love to. I'd love to do it. You know, I mean, uh, you know, Sal obviously is one of my closest friends, and I know the other guys pretty well. But I don't know what their plan is. They haven't kind of relayed to the comedy community any info. I mean. You know, I know that, you know, things are in production now, you know, according yeah. to Sal, but he, he hasn't told me what the what the new issue. I don't even know if they know what, you know, what, what it's going to be. But, dude, I, I would immediately do it. I think you would be good on it. I think I mean, there's a couple of guys. Bobby would be good on it. I'd love to see, even if they had rotating guys, just fill in and, and yeah. do that stuff. I think that would be awesome. Uh, I would check love out- it. Check out the podcast. Uh, just search Chris Stefano. You got Chrissy Chaos. You've got uh, Hey Babe with him and Sal from Impractical Jokers. And uh, on top of all that, one of the best uh, stand-ups. Uh, Levity yesterday sent me a nice email. Did you know about this? What they did? Are they? They're your management, I assume. Uh, yeah. Well, all right. Well, not anymore. <laughs> but yeah. Well, they. One of the guys sent me an email trying to book you on the show, not knowing that you were already booked on the show. And, okay. uh, oh man, did they have, it was talking about you, praising you about how you were the next up and coming thing and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, good. I wonder if he knows. I wonder if you're in the middle of that, if you even know that other people are talking so good about you. But I was like, yes, I already know. He's already booked on the show. And they were like, all right, great. Uh, but, great. um, that's good for you, man. I, I have oh. enjoyed watching you. I think you're very funny. Um, Bobby says you get Thanks, famous. Man. Bobby Kelly says you get famous, then you forget about people, which is <laughs> clear. As soon as you got famous, you kick Giannis right off your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's. I promise you. I promise you. None of that. None of that is true. You know, I just. I just won't ever throw people under the bus today. Be, but it. It's funny when you guys called me the other day. Bobby called you and Bobby called me on, on your guys' show, the the uh, Kelly and Mike Carlton Cal- Kelly Cal- show. Cal- yeah. and, Carlton Kelly on, on the Patreon, and, you know, Bobby called me, and I haven't spoken to him in a while because I knew he was mad at me because I canceled on him on a last-minute podcast a few months ago. So I know he was, like, just mad at me, and I'm like, oh, it's nice to hear Bobby's voice again. And then he was like, you know, you think you leave you leave people, you know, you think you got big, and, and you leave your friends behind. He goes, well, I got news for you, Chrissy. I'm not dead yet. He goes, I got one more shot, okay? Yeah. Bobby said, I got one more shot. And then I said, the only one more shot you have is the next booster. And he, you started dying laughing, Carlton, which I appreciate. And then yeah. Bobby came after. He goes, that was messed up, dude. He goes, how do you have these jokes in the chamber at 10 p.m., dude? <laughs> he hangs up and he goes, it bothers me that that was so funny. <laughs> he is one of the he is one of the most lovable, mean, curmudgeon guys oh. you'll ever meet in your life. I love um, him. I love well, him so much. Listen, uh, it's great. I'm glad we had you on. I'm glad we connected. And uh, I would totally 100% be there if it wasn't my daughter's birthday on Saturday. Uh, but I totally uh, think everybody should go check out Chris Stefano. He has not been here in some time in Tampa, and now he is the Tampa Theater. It's going to be. It'll be a great night out to go check it out. I promise. Are you going to be with anybody, or it's just you? No, it, it's it's just me. You know, I got my that I bring everywhere with me. Sergio Chacon, uh, who's great, New York guy, fantastic. But my pops. If you guys are a fan of the podcast, Tampa Tony 
He will be there after, uh, at the meet and greet. He'll help you sell a merch, and I think I'm going to bring him out on stage because he wants to show everyone his new diabetic pressure socks. <laughs> All right, well, listen, uh, we got to get Tim Batoni on the show one time too, man. Come uh, on. Chris, great to, great to connect with you. Uh, I hope you have a great show. Get your tickets now at TampaTheater.com or uh, Ticketmaster and go check out Chris Stefano this Saturday night. Good talking to you, buddy. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Have a good day, guys. You too. Tim, See you later. There you go. Chris Stefano. Uh, he's he's great, man. He's funny. Those I, I, want, I never watched the Chrissy Chaos podcast. Now I can't wait to go watch it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, with the transgender dude. and the, I mean, that's chaos. That's good stuff. And now I know why also he'd want a... Uh, uh, a studio because you don't want all that in your house. No, yeah. yeah. Can, can I tell you something that happens constantly that I don't understand? Yeah. Calta. Yeah, I don't How get that do either. So many people not see your name and think Calta instead of Calta. Maybe. I don't. I, I, my father is big on that, and I couldn't care less. Yeah. I, even with, but, but my it, father. It, it's not even you know like a disrespectful thing, but no. California. Calzone. Yeah, I don't All understand of those where things. people are getting it from. That's what my father always says. You don't say California, it's California. It's yeah. Cali- yeah, I don't know. It's weird, but evidently it, 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 the way it's written, it looks like... Well, I think people you know, know that you're Italian. They want to try to, you know, Italian it up. So yeah, but it was, it was Italian it up. They cut it, but it was still Calta yeah. in the beginning. But uh, even in school, when teachers, when they do roll call, they go Calta. And it's just it's weird. Like I wonder now if you're being introduced to other comics that oh, way. Oh, yeah. It, that's how I don't know. Bobby yeah. Kelly's uh, to blame. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby says a lot, yeah. but he does it just in on purpose, probably. Yeah. I don't. I don't care either way. Yeah, it's just weird that they don't. People don't see C A L and think right. Cal. Yeah, I don't know. It is. It is. My wife says it all the time. She's like, I just don't understand how yeah. that's your first go to thing. But I, I, it doesn't matter to me. I, I I know it's not a respect thing. It's just the way people pronounce words. So uh, Chris is Chris is funny and it's uh, his stand up is really good and he I didn't want to get too much into it, but I, I don't dislike Sebastian, but his comedy sometimes is a little too old lady for me. Like like same thing with Seinfeld. I don't think I'd go see Seinfeld anymore. His nah. and, although I think he's a genius and what he does he's great, he's funny, but he I'd never get more than a giggle out of it. Uh, whereas guys like Chris will make you bend over yeah. laughing he's he's great if you're familiar with him go see him if you not trust me i promise it's a good one krista stefano this saturday night tampa theater we must take a break we did not have time to uh play it the other day can we play whose tweet is it when we come back sure all right we have no more death pool picks we're all done on that we have some time let's get some commercials out of the way and then when we come back we will go ahead and play whose tweet is it next on the mike health show You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.